it's just a community made up of people and they do come together and I think that's important. Welcome to Rooptown Stories. For our first full-length conversation, we sat down with Susan Cuso at the Lassen Historical Museum on North Weatherlow. Listen in as she shares her knowledge of our town's history and of the surrounding area and trees that smell like pineapple. Introduce yourself. My name is Susan Cuso. I'm 74 years old. I came to Susanville in 1962 and graduated from Lassen High School in 1967. Wow. Got married in 1967. Still married. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that would make how many years? 55. Wow. Congratulations. We're al- I've almost got him trained. I'm <laughs> still working. <laughs> We're at... Almost eight years, so it's yeah. <laughs> pretty good, I guess. It goes fast. Yeah, yeah it yeah. does. Um, so, yeah, as we talked about before, I'm going to ask you a few questions. And since this podcast is obviously about Susanville, we kind of wanted to start with um, talking about the history of it, which, you know, sort of the identity where the town, town comes from. And so you were an obvious choice <laughs> as our first guest. And so... I guess our first question is, uh, what's your connection to, to Susanville? Well, like I said, I've, I've moved here in 1962 when I was a child, <laughs> very young. Uh, my father went to work at the prison, and so we moved here from San Luis Obispo, California. And uh, it's, I moved a lot as a child, and Susanville was just home. When I got here, I liked it. I liked the four seasons. I liked the winters and summers and spring and fall. And uh, I, so I've always wanted to stay here. Mm-hmm. After my husband and I were married, we moved away for college, and then we came back. So you work with the Historical Society, mm-hmm. and you have quite a bit to do with the sharing of the history of Susanville. Yes. Tell us how you got started doing that. Well, because of my husband's family, I... Uh, heard a lot of stories about the area. His great-grandmother, who was born here in 1885, used to tell stories, and I was just really intrigued by that since my family was so transient. And these people that had been in the area for so long were just very interesting. So uh, after my kids were in college and I had uh, more time, I decided to join the Historical Society. And immediately they asked me if I wanted to write the newsletter, and be the secretary. (laughs) And I probably should have said no, but that that was 2011, and I've done that ever since. And you've loved it? I love it, because every time I go to write a story, um, I learn something. Mm -hmm. And I like meeting people. We have people come in from all over the world, and it's very interesting. Yeah. I like telling the stories. Uh, I think when I first started getting involved with the Historical Society, they were mainly involved with the immigrant trains and the first pioneers that came here. But there's so much more history, so much that happened later on, and I've kind of tried to bring that out. Yeah. We recently read an article that you wrote about Kanach, 
David Canuck. Yeah. And we found it very interesting because of his roots, obviously. Uh, would you pronounce that Canuck also? Uh, no. Like the C H is it's like a, so I would I would say if I yeah, if I read it I would say um Knoch. And I think that probably is how it was pronounced and it was <laughs> yeah, changed probably, to Knock. Yeah. Now people call it Knock mm-hmm. because yeah. of the K N. But it was his name and he pronounced it Knock or, yeah. or mm-hmm. you know, close to that. And so it was uh, I think he was a very interesting person because he came here during a lot of turmoil back in Germany. Mm-hmm. To come to a place like this, he was Jewish. There were no Jewish people around here. So it had to have been very hard yeah. for his family. Mm-hmm. And they were merchants that built up their business. And he started with nothing yeah. and managed to achieve a lot in the town. And so did his son Isaac and his daughter Rachel also. Mm-hmm. But it must have been really hard on his wife. That's what I yeah, figured. I and then it. when they were feeling uh, ill, they would travel to San Francisco to see a Jewish doctor. Mm-hmm. And they went to the Jewish hospital down in the San Francisco area. They're buried down in the Jewish cemetery in the San Francisco area. So they still have that connection. But there's no synagogue. There's mm-hmm. nothing here you know, mm-hmm. to uh, promote the Jewish religion. Yeah. Yeah. We have friends who live in the house he built and which the little with the little glass yeah yes yeah yeah and the cool thing is the husband um the people who live up there of our he's friends also he's german. also german <laughs> yeah and so yeah, yeah we, you know so it was very interesting to read the article and be like hey we know them yeah. wow i've always yeah. thought that window is perfect for a christmas tree but they yes. were jewish yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that's right that's but, right yeah. uh, they actually moved there after their kids were grown you know, mm-hmm. That's why there's only two bedrooms in that house. They had a son named Isaac and a daughter named Rachel. Rachel married another Jewish man named Jules Alexander, and they were prominent in the area, too. Jules, Jules Alexander's house is down on the uh, southeast corner of North and Roop, close by. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that where Alexander Avenue comes from? Yes, it's mm-hmm. named after Jewish, uh, okay. Jules Alexander. He had a store. They both became, uh, well, not so much David Canock, but his son Isaac was in the banking business here in town. Hmm. Uh, Jules Alexander's store was very well received, and he would loan money to people. And people would, in turn, give him their money to keep safe. I've heard this, a lot of the Basque sheep herders they didn't have a place, they didn't have a bank or anything they trusted like that. So they would bring their money to Jules Alexander and ask him to keep it for him. And he would, and he would give them the paperwork and everything. Mm-hmm. What they didn't know was he was using their money to buy merchandise for his store mm-hmm. and to get his business to grow. But they got their money back when they wanted it, so everything okay. worked well. out well. So. <laughs> Wow, it's very, yeah, it's so interesting to find these things out about Susanville, especially because, you know, Susanville is so small, and so it makes it even richer to know the history behind, oh, that building, you know, like that our friends live in, Uh or this road we drive down every day. Yeah, Yeah, I find that fascinating. Um, Last summer when we moved here from Germany, I got a book from the library about the history of Susanville, or I mean, it was mainly about um, Susan Rubin, Isaac Rubin. The origins of Susanville, obviously, or it started as the 
would you call it a trading post or it was yeah which yeah. is right here the building out yeah, there. The yes. building. Can, can you tell us more about how it started and well, Isaac Group maybe Isaac Group was of German descent he was born yeah. in Maryland and then his family moved to Ohio so he came here from Ohio he had three children and his wife died so he left the children in Ohio and he came out here and his brother had already um, immigrated and was over in the area around Reading so Isaac went there to work with his brother And his brother was doing well, so he left on a boat to go back to Ohio and bring his wife and children out to live here. He died on the way, and he had left everything in Isaac's name. But then they had a fire and everything burned. They, they owned a hotel and business, you know, businesses in Reading. So Isaac was left with nothing. There's no fire insurance or anything like that. So coming here was a new venture for him. He thought the... Noble's Immigrant Trail came right through here, and he, mm -hmm. so he thought of setting up a trading post. These people were coming off the desert. They had nothing, and so that was his business venture. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he claimed this land uh, in 1853. In 1854, he came back into the area and he built his cabin, which was the trading post. And he laid out the streets of his town, and he sold lots to people. If Uh, they kept, were bringing a business in that he wanted, he would give them the lot for free because mm -hmm. he wanted to build the town. Yeah. So that's, this was Isaac's um, business venture. You know, mm -hmm. uh, He lived, people talk about his, he and Susan living in the fort. They never did. He, never, he lived there for a short while. By 1861, he moved out into a house on Main Street. Mm -hmm. Susan uh, Rube came here in 1863. She never lived in the fort. Uh, They never used it to fight off marauding Indians. Mm. <laughs> so. It's like legends circulating yes, from a lot of yeah. legends. Yeah. I mean, I, I read about the, what was this called? The Sagebrush War? Yes. But that was not with, with Native Americans. That was... No. The Sagebrush Wars, it, well, basically nobody knew where we were here. Yeah. Uh, they had an idea that uh, because of the mountain range that goes to the west, that that was the state line, and we were probably at that time in Utah territory. Nevada had Nevada territory hadn't been created. Uh, so nobody really knew where we were. It was the middle of nowhere. So I believe it was 1858 they created the Natakwa territory. They decided California didn't want them, Utah didn't want them, so they would make their own government. Mm -hmm. And the reason they really had to make a government was because people were claiming land and there, be, there were land disputes. And so they needed some kind of governing agency to oversee the land. Uh, then in 1865, I believe, uh, the territory of Nevada was created. No, it was before that. But anyway, <laughs> 64 maybe. Anyway, Isaac yeah. Rube was appointed the first governor of the territory of Nevada, even though he lived here and wasn't in Nevada. Nobody really knew where we were. Mm -hmm. But So then at that point, we're saying we're in Nevada. Well, Plumas County to the south said, no, you're in Plumas County, and we want taxes paid, and you're under our jurisdiction. And so they had this little revolt, the mm -hmm. Sagebrush War, and uh, the local men got in Isaac Roop's cabin. The people from Plumas County came over, and they got in a barn to the west about a block up Nevada Street, and they shot back and forth. They tore up the fort floor, which wasn't a fort then, it was a trading post, mm -hmm. and built a barricade and stacked dirt for protection. I think two people were shot. 
One of the men from Plumas was shot in the lake, and one of them from the Honey Lake Valley was shot in the shoulder uh, during the fighting, and it lasted about a day and a half. Mm -hmm. And they decided that, well, you know, we are friends. Let's <laughs> <laughs> not do that. People needed people around yeah. here. So isolated, you yeah. didn't want to alienate anyone. Yeah. Yeah. So they decided to have the um, state of Nevada and the state of California do a survey and decide where we were. And we were, after the survey, in California. So we created our own county, Lassen mm -hmm. County, yeah. in 1864. Yeah. I think that's so interesting, This um, the fact that it's, Susanville is pretty isolated. It's Very part of California, isolated. but you yeah. you still have that today of like people not wanting to be a part of California because it doesn't really feel like the rest of California. In a way it right. does, but yeah. in a way it doesn't. And mm -hmm. so you still have that today, like people wanting to be well, separated from. Right. We have direct TV. We mm -hmm. can't get California stations. Yeah, yeah. So mm -hmm. everything is Nevada. Yeah. But yeah. The, those mountains were difficult to cross. Yeah. And that was a big problem. So it was easier to go towards Nevada. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, still now, like, say it's winter, like you'd rather go to Reno instead of Redding right, or something right. like that, right? Yeah, so. And it, it still gets very isolated during the fires a year or so ago. Mm -hmm. They had fires, of, and all the highways out of town were closed except one to go north. Mm -hmm. So, it, you know, if you had to get to Reno, you were out of luck. The road was closed. And yeah. so those things happen. And a lot of people don't understand that, the, the isolation. Yeah. yeah. Um, backing up to when he first came over the mountain and found this place, I like to imagine like, like when we come over the mountain now, there's obviously like buildings and stuff that we see, but I just like to imagine how beautiful it must have looked coming from over the mountain. I mean, it's beautiful both ways coming into Susanville, but there's something special when you come in. Right, and down see the, the expanse of the yeah, valley. Yeah, like he must have been in love. Right. Well, but you have to understand. It will look different. Mm -hmm. There were no deciduous trees like there are now, no mm -hmm. shrubs or flowers or lawns. It was mm -hmm. just like it is out on the hills. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's the way it was in town. Mm -hmm. So there was a lot of work to be done before it looked lush. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. But it, it, uh, he came here. The, the Nobles Trail was really created about 1851. And the reason Nobles found this trail was because of the Donner Party problems. Nobody wanted to go that way anymore mm -hmm. and get caught. So uh, there were other people who were trying to create a way to get from the east to the west mm -hmm. coast. And so this became a really good way to go. Yeah. A lot easier than a lot of them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Noble's Trail was perfect to start his business. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And here's some, some trivia that I read. You probably know that, that the Susan River is not named after no, Susan, Susan Rube. Named after Susan Nobles. Exactly, after a noble's <laughs> wife who... Right, who and she was, never saw it. She, yeah. You know, I thought but, it was so interesting. What a coincidence. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, everybody thinks it's probably because of right. Susan, Susan Rube. Right. Yeah. Uh, it was named Susan River before Rube got here. Mm -hmm. And when he first settled here, this was called Rube's Rancho or Rube Town. It mm -hmm. wasn't called Susanville until about 1858, and that mm -hmm. was the first time Susanville was used. Yeah. So, do you know why they decided to change it? I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Everyone just look. I think I read in a book I'm reading. It's mostly pictures of Susanville, um, with lots of captions. That Susan was a very wonderful woman who helped 
people who were needy and sick, so maybe she was I think just very beloved. she probably beloved. was. She was a housewife. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was very involved uh, with her church, which was the Methodist Church, and she helped create the Methodist Church that's here today. Mm-hmm. She had eight children. But in that time, if somebody was injured or sick, they took them to a woman. And she was a woman, and there weren't a lot of women, and she had that motherly, mm-hmm. um, you know, sense about her. Yeah. And that was her career was her family mm-hmm. and her community. She really never moved away from Susanville once she got here. Mm-hmm. See, she, I understand when their son went to college, her youngest son, her and her husband decided to move down to Palo Alto because he went to Stanford. But I, I don't think they ever really did. I read in the newspaper they were ready to go and s- some man was going to take care of their property here while they were gone, but I don't think they ever left. Mm-hmm. So, I yeah. I personally think there's there's just something about Susanville that draws people back. I mean, I know I think, plenty of people move away. I was gone for seven and a half years in another country, but there's just something about it. I think it's just a little jewel tucked into I the mountains. I think it has a lot of so many different things, just like the seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, people talk about where is the uh, the area, you know, the affluent area of town. We really don't have that. Mm-hmm. You know, you can have a nice house and next door, it's not a fancy house or anything. It's, I don't know, it's just a community made up of people and they do come together and I think that's important. Yeah, yeah. that's very beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you've already said that your husband's family is from here, <laughs> came here a long time ago. From Germany. Can, from Germany, wow. This is, it's There's awesome. a lot of Germans here. Yeah, while reading about the history and stuff like that, um, I've encountered, like, on in so many spots, like, this person was of German descent, or this, you know, and for me, as a German immigrating into the U.S., I'm not a, I'm not a, uh, I'm not a U.S. citizen, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a resident, so I'm a green card holder. Thank God, it's awesome. Um, uh, it's super interesting to, <laughs> hear about that i'm not trying to compare myself to what these people did or who these people were but still there's similarities to even our story yeah right right. we were told by one of our neighbors that the area we live in was once called immigrant hill it's around it's around knock street yeah Yeah. Yeah. uh so that's one nice way of putting it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> to us, it sounds nice. I guess it wasn't so nice. Um, they, they used a lot of slang, uh, you know. But that area, Canuck and Prospect and those streets mm-hmm. up there, those were all uh, homes for mill workers. Mm-hmm. And so with the fruit growers mill, brought in most of them. There's last lumber and box mill, too. But when the mill was built, they built a lot of those houses. And... A lot of the workers came from Europe. A mm. lot of Italian. Um, there were some Spanish. I think more Italian than anything, really. Mm-hmm. But um, so it, I, I won't say what it used to be called. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so it, it's, it's very, very uh, it's nice to hear um, about the families, like your husband's family, that have been here. Right. The His family time. was not really very German, they were mm. British. Because of political problems in England, they moved to Germany. And because of political unrest in Germany, they immigrated here uh, yeah. quite some time later, mm-hmm. several gener- generations. Mm-hmm. But uh, they came here, and my husband's great-great-grandfather 
had a blacksmith shop where the Hotel Mount Lassen is right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he was in partnership with Jorgen Jensen, and he and Jorgen his he and Jorgen Jensen both did well, and they bought ranches, and the Jensens are still around. And mm-hmm. um, my husband's uh, family name was Brockman. Mm-hmm. There are no Brockmans left that are relatives because the name died out yeah. when they didn't have enough sons. <laughs> I'd be interested in knowing how many of the original families are still here with There are quite a few Isaac Group's descendants are still mm-hmm. here. Oh. Um, he has a great, let's see, I'm trying to figure how many greats, great, great, <laughs> great grandson who lives here in town, Chuck Miles. Okay. Uh, he's a retired plumber. Isaac Group's great-granddaughter used to be here in the museum, and she worked as a docent, and wow. she passed away in 2016 or 17. Mm-hmm. She was in her 90s. Oh, wow. She had a lot of stories to tell. Oh, I bet. <laughs> yeah. uh, what are some of your favorite stories like from the, from the history of Susanville? Well, I have a lot of stories about Susanville. I, I always like the stories about people and how life is different now than it was. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite stories is the story about Maud Bintel. Maud Bintel was, uh, she worked out in Amity. And Amity was a town in the north of Eagle Lake. And the reason it was created was because the railroad... Honey Lake. I'm, yes, Honey Lake, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the north of Honey Lake, the, rail, the narrow gauge railroad got there in 1890 and it stopped. And so that was the railroad terminus. So that town built up around it. And there's also hot springs there. So it became kind of a little spa place. Mm. Uh, thriving town had a huge hotel. And if somebody wanted to go on the train, they would have to travel to Amity, spend the night, and go on the train. Mm. They also had uh, a ferry that came across Honey Lake, and it stopped there. So people like from Milford could put their cattle and uh, people too on the ferry and go across to get to the train. Hmm. So Maud Bintel was, uh, she worked at the telegraph office and she also worked as a waitress. And she and some other ladies were sitting in the hotel one day. And this was about 1894. And these three cowboys came into town and got drunk. And they came into the dining room and abused the women terribly. That's the quote from the newspaper. What they did was use foul language. But in those days, that was abusing the women terribly. Mm-hmm. So Maud was so upset. She was 17 years old. She went upstairs to her room, and one of the cowboys tried to follow her upstairs. And then he went out into the street and was yelling at her through the window because he knew it was tormenting her, and he was just being a bully. Mm-hmm. Well, Maud was uh, dis- distraught, so she went behind the bar in the drugstore, and she got some strychnine, and she drank it. And then she went back and she sat there with the ladies and started foaming at the mouth and told them what happened. And they, of course, tried to save her, but they couldn't. Mm -hmm. So the town was in an uproar. What are they going to do about this? So two of the cowboys were bright enough to leave right away. Mm -hmm. Third one hung around, and he's the one that was arrested. But they didn't know what to charge him with, and they kept him in jail for several days. Finally, they ended up charging him They fined him $200 for disorderly conduct. They also fined the owner of the hotel, Louis Bintel, $200 for keeping a disorderly house. Mm -hmm. And that was the end of it. And 
Maud was gone, and mm -hmm. she's buried up in the old cemetery. Okay. But it, to me, it just shows how things were so different. Yeah. 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 Wow. So it was, it, some ways it was a gentler world, and some ways it wasn't. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was rough. <laughs> I read here in the museum that um, Peter Lassen was buried under this giant ponderosa pine because that was his favorite spot. And I loved that so much because when you have a connection to a place, you kind of take ownership of it and you have favorite spots and things like that. And it means something to you. So my question for you is, do you have a favorite spot? Oh, gosh. Uh, maybe Inspiration Point. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, It has a nice view. Yeah. We, my husband and I used to drive up there and, and park when we were dating. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Cute. But, uh, you know, there's, I just like the whole town, really. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I went on a, on a walk with our, our youngest son in the stroller yesterday, and he was just sitting there, and we walked past Memorial Park, and even we came, came up the, over the bridge and um, past the fort here, and... And I just, uh, so me being from Germany, like Susanville is so different than anything, any small town in Germany. And I, I really love it. I, I really do. And um, so since like earlier we talked about um, where it's located and just going back to Isaac Group real quick and how, how uh, remote it is. I think for one, like being located like on the edge of the desert, so to say, and the mountains is very, very beautiful. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of variety. And the other thing is, I think it's, which obviously was the reason why he um, started out here, it's strategically smart. The immigrants would come basically through the desert, through Honey Lake Valley, and then they needed to restock and all that. He was a businessman, mm -hmm. and this, you know, he had built, with his brother, he'd built this business up. He came here in 1850, mm -hmm. so he was only here those few years, and he had helped a lot to build a business over in uh, the Reading area. So he was ready for a new venture. Mm -hmm. And yeah. what I find fascinating is when his uh, holdings in the Reading area burned, he had nothing. Mm -hmm. uh, and so today, that would be very difficult mm -hmm. to start. Yeah. Uh, in those days, it was the same. He came here and he started with nothing and built it up. Mm -hmm. He died when he, in 1869, I believe he was 47, 40, yeah, 47 years old, I think. So he didn't live very long, but he, he did a lot. Um, the town, uh, you know, grew so much and he gave the land for the cemetery. He tried to give the land to the uh, Methodist Church to build a church and they wanted to pay I think they ended up, they had some kind of finagling going over, they paid a dollar or something like that. Yeah, yeah. But he really wanted the town to grow and he promoted it as best he could. So. And now a quick feature from a local business. Haven Studio Salon is an upscale salon located in the heart of the historic Uptown Susanville District. They offer men, women, and children hair services, along with skin care, waxing, and lash extensions. While you are there, take advantage of the many amenities offered. Free Wi-Fi, coffee and tea bar, beer, and lots of hospitality. Give them a call at 530 257 
614-586-5274 or visit them at 614 Main Street in Susanville. They look forward to seeing you soon. Now back to our episode with Susan. And now a couple more questions about you personally. Um, what is your favorite time of day? Morning. Morning. <laughs> I watch the sunrise every morning. <laughs> That's beautiful. That's very beautiful. Um, we, we, are, we like the mornings too, right? Yeah. And the day feels fresh. The and, are fresh. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. And as the day progress, progresses. People that sleep late miss yeah. so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. You um, think it's going to feel good, but... Yeah, we have no, <laughs> we have this little thing. Um, so we have three kids, um, a six-year-old, a four-year-old, and a one-year-old. And when everybody's awake um, in the morning, um, we do this thing called morning routine, which is basically we go to the front door, open it, and... We just all kind of step out step and look out. Step out and <laughs> breathe in the morning air and just, yeah. Yeah, and our, our, our baby loves it. Yeah, our, our one-year-old, whenever yeah. he hears us say morning routine, he's like, our, our runs nice. to the door. Yeah. It's cute. Um, yeah, so we like mornings too. Speaking of breathing in the fresh air, what does Susanville smell like to you? Um, well, it depends on where you are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it does uh, usually fresh air it's the sagebrush smell mm-hmm. is something mm-hmm. i remember i uh, i remember getting off the plane when we went to boston and when we landed and this was in reno but it has that you know kind of thing we smelled sagebrush it, there mm-hmm. had just been a thunderstorm in it so it's damp sagebrush mm-hmm. love that smell yeah yeah me too yeah. you get used to it when you're here and then you go away and you come back and you're like oh, right you, you forget good. it when you're yeah. here yeah. but yeah. then you know and what we also like is the the, the pine tree smell, the, the what is it, vanilla, vanilla, vanilla smell. Oh, vanilla ponderosa pine. pines. Ponderosa pines, yeah. <laughs> when I, the first time... They also smell like pineapple. Oh. Okay. So next time you smell one and I you're think thinking vanilla, you need think, to think pineapple and we'll eat the same thing. Great. Yeah, the, the first time I visited Susanville was in 2015 when we got married at the old courthouse. Um and I was fascinated by those trees and how, how good they smell. It's awesome. <laughs> it's really, because uh, there are pine trees in Germany, but they just smell like different trees. Pines. Yeah, 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 they're different <laughs> pines. So, yeah. Um, so, another question about Susanville, where we're at right now, you know, where we're going maybe. Um, so, without considering the plausibility of it, what would you change about Susanville? Um, I wouldn't change anything. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I really like change, and I like people coming in with new ideas and starting new things. But I, I'm more of a go-with-the-flow person. I, I like it the way it is. Uh, I'm sure there can be improvements made. Uh, but I, you know, I, I wouldn't change anything. Mm-hmm. Good. Okay. <laughs> I don't need to ask you the next question. <laughs> I was going to ask how you can bring about that change, but... Yeah. Well, I'm not a change person. I'm a, mm-hmm. I'm a you know adaptable person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. I, I think isn't that like part of being a historian? It's like more documenting the change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. That, that's that's very important. I mean, looking around here in the museum, it's just amazing how all of this stuff was preserved. The pictures, all the right. items, and all right. that stuff. And you need that. I maybe it's because I have read the history of the area a lot, and, and you know done a little research into it. But, and it's the same anywhere. Mm-hmm. The change happens all the time. Yeah. So, 
The biggest change this area has had was when the immigrants got here and the native people were displaced Mm -hmm. and they had to adapt. Mm -hmm. And that began change that just continued. I mean, the automobile, electricity. And there were people that were against both of those. The, you know, it's learning to adapt and embrace the change Mm -hmm. is what you have to do. It may not be good, but you'll find out later and not, you know, maybe you won't do that. But, you know, the, the change is important, I think, to let us know what we really want and how we want to do things. Mm -hmm. And I think like from, like what you said, electricity, automobiles, like people being very skeptical, maybe even scared of that in the past. Right now, we're also, you know, facing change, obviously, as you know, in the whole world, but also as individuals. And um, I think like learning or looking back, um, you can learn from it that, as you said, like the change will happen and we'll see if it's good or bad. And, but we don't need to be necessarily condemning all the new things that are happening. Right. 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 Yeah. Uh, I like new things. I like technology. I like uh, the solar energy, geothermal energy. I'd like to be able to, you know, have all of that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think it's important that we keep finding new things. Yeah. Yeah. It seems charming to take a ferry across Honey Lake, <laughs> but it's it a lot easier to drive around <laughs> yeah. nowadays. I can't even imagine, like, because Honey yeah. Lake is not really a lake right. anymore. Well, right? uh, so. you know, the farming and ranching has depleted a lot of the water yeah. and climate change, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for your time oh, and you're all welcome. of your insight and wisdom yeah. that you've shared well, with us. That was fun. I enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah, it was very, very interesting. Okay. And um, as we record more episodes i think with you know with other people who have different stories and um i think this was very important as i said in the beginning to kind of set the stage so to say that Uh that people know um even maybe people who are not susanville locals like you know like to give people like sort of a portrait of where the town is coming from right um so thank you so much i appreciate that i hope people who haven't uh come to see the museum since they were in school or ever, I hope they come once they hear this. Yes. I do too. And yes. A lot of people are kind of afraid. Uh, they haven't been here. They don't, you know, it's a little building, what's in there. And, you know, and then they're usually surprised when they yeah. get there. It's a treasure. It really it is. Really is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think there's a lot of stories like the suffrage movement, um, the effects of prohibition on the area. Uh, you know, so many things. During the Depression, there were a lot of people in this area that weren't affected at all. They mm-hmm. were already bartering, and they were poor, mm-hmm. and they didn't really know much about it. Didn't really happen to them. It was far different than the city where you were dependent on. Yeah, so yeah. much. Yeah. Fascinating. I think we could talk for hours about yeah. this. We could. Yeah, so many interesting things. Yeah. Um, yeah. My husband's great uncle was a cowboy out on the Madeline Plains. He owned horses and mm-hmm. uh, raised horses and he was drafted in world war ii so 1941 i think it was he went off to war and he saw these things that he'd never imagined seeing mm-hmm. uh, you know he was on a boat across the ocean and went to australia first and because he'd been a cowboy they put him in charge of the mules that they were using during the war and he hated mules but mm-hmm. <laughs> he the the things he saw it was taken out of this little area and they, 
I think it was 1957 when they first got electricity out in the Madeleine Plains. Mm -hmm. So, you know, things were different for people out there. Yeah. It's uh, it's still different out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know we were about to wrap up, but I have one more question about the history of Susanville. Um, Because you you talked about Native Americans earlier. Um, So from what I know, um, the relationship or the encounters of white settlers and Native Americans were mostly friendly. Is that right? No. No. Uh Oh, I'm so... In this area? Yeah, in this area. From the very beginning, there was conflict. Oh, okay. The problem, I think a lot of the problem was the immigrants coming across the plains had met other Indian tribes. Uh There were a lot of very robust Native people. Uh, They even, they had horses. You know, the the image we see in the old Western movies of the, Mm -hmm. this Native person on a horse and the brave. And these were strong, uh, wealthy tribes. When they got here, the tribes were not as wealthy. They were wealthy in their own way, but they, there is not a lot of uh, natural wealth in this area. So mm-hmm. they were treated more like livestock okay. or even wild animals by the Im- yeah. immigrants, and it caused a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. But, but they, did, they, uh, they started rebelling. And so it would, here are these people bringing in cattle. Mm-hmm. They were starving, so they would kill a cow. And their, their whole um, culture was different. Mm-hmm. I think the Potato War is a good example of this. The potato War was with the Washoe people. The Washoe people shared everything. They would come up into Lassen County from the southern end, and they would um, hunt for food. They took it back, and they all shared. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they, it wasn't mine. That didn't occur to them. Yeah. It was stuff. There was a man out in the Milford area who had like three acres of potatoes, and he was gone, came into Susanville, and the Washoe people came along, and they well, here's potatoes. <laughs> and it caused a war. Oh, and wow. when this uh, man came home and found his potatoes gone, he got a bunch of the neighbors together, and they went off after these Washoe people. They, the Washoe were in camp, just minding them, and they went and killed a lot of them. Oh, my gosh. Got some of their potatoes and brought them back. But meanwhile, more uh, reinforcements came from the tribe, and they started this little war. Mm-hmm. The, these conflicts went on constantly, and it was a clash of culture, mm-hmm. different ways of thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so the people that are left here today, the Native people, they have adapted. and Because yeah. mm-hmm. as we said earlier, change yeah. Yeah, always happens, no matter if it's it, good or bad. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you have to learn to go with it. But yeah. this is a, these cultures had been thousands of years, and yeah. they had never even thought of change. Yeah. Well, let's wrap up. Yeah. Susan has some guests here in the museum. That's right. Yes. So thanks again. Thank you. Mm-hmm.